0: This is why God has given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings me to conviction that before I do it, he talks to me and says, now listen, if you do it, these are the consequences you're going to reap. But if I'm willing to listen to God, then I'm going to do what? I'm going to obey what the Holy Spirit says before the Lord.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today as Roll continues our series celebrating God's mighty love, you'll see that when the Lord forgives your sin, He pardons you completely and keeps no record of wrongs. Stay with us here on Somebody Loves You Radio for reassurance that the Lord has wiped out the guilt of your past and has given you a clean slate for a rich new life with Him. Let's listen to the message, The Joy of Forgiveness. Here's Roll Reyes.
0: Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, there it says, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, chastening, My vitality was turned into a drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin, Selah. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you, in a time when you may be found. Surely a flood of great waters. They shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance, Salat. I will instruct you and teach you, God says, in the day you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with a bit and a bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but to he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice. You're righteous and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Now you've got to remember David not only wrote Psalm 32, but Psalm 51. The psalm that he's praying is for forgiveness. Let me give you a little background, because David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. And had had sex with her, had a relationship with her, and then sent her home and she became pregnant. After she sent a letter to David that she was pregnant, he became guilty. God had been speaking to him, he became guilty instead of repenting. I guess that's the hardest thing for someone to repent. we rather cover our sin than speak truth. One whole year he covers his sin, one whole year. And guess what? God didn't speak to him. He became silent to the voice of God. Let's look first of all at verses 1 through 5 here. The confession. He says, Blessed is he who transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. The word forgiven here is to lift up. Notice, to lift up the sin. To remove the sin in his life. The word to cover here is to conceal to conceal from sight that sin that God will remove, and God will what? Will hide your sin from His sight. No longer to be there, He's taken it and cast it to the forest of the east and the west and buried it in the deepest part of the ocean and reimburse it no more ever again. The word transgression here it means to be rebellious, it means to revolt against lawful authority. And by the way, we all have transgressed against God. Every one of us. Transgression is a willful act. I did it knowing the truth. I went ahead and did it. This is why God has given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings me to conviction. That before I do it, he talks to me and says, Now listen, if you do it, these are the consequences you're going to reap. But if I'm willing to listen to God then I'm going to do what? I'm going to obey what the Holy Spirit says before the Lord. The word sin that he uses here also is to miss the mark. And then it indicates something missing in your life. David was missing what? The Holy Spirit. He was missing the joy of God. He was missing the peace of God. And then he says in verse 2, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute sin In whose spirit there is no deceit. No deceit in that person's life. We need to learn how to reckon the omen to be dead. To practice truth. Paul the Apostle in Romans 4, 6 through 8. Remember he said that. The word deceit. It means he who has sinned and is forgiven has to deal with God honestly. Honestly. You got to speak the truth. Yes, I have sinned against God. Yes, I'm holding on to my lie. You have to come and say, Lord, forgive me, for I did it. Notice, I did it willfully, willingly, and I have sinned against you. Please forgive me, Lord. That's what David did. David gives us the example in Psalm 51. Thirdly, notice verse 3. When I kept silent, my bones grew old. Groaning all day long. All day long he was not happy. He felt like he was sick. He felt like he was getting beat up. He felt like his arms, his feet were being broken, his knees. The Lord chastens David. The Lord doesn't chasten non-believers. The Lord chastens believers. This is how you know you're a Christian. Because the Lord chastened David for one whole year. and made him miserable until he would stop Lying so that he would humble himself before God and confess his sins. Psalm 51, one says, Have mercy upon me, O God. David writes after he came back to God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, and then he says this, Blood up my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin." For I acknowledge my transgressions, plural, notice again, that's a willful act. And my sin is always before me. Always before me. He says, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into drought of summer, Selat. So the hand of God was heavy upon him. And instead of feeling fresh, full of vigor... He dried up like a plant dying that needs water. And water in the Scriptures is what? The Word of God. In Hebrews 12, 5, Paul says, He says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord when he spanks you, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he spanks, he chastens, and scorches every son when he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, We have had human fathers who correct us. He says, and we pay them respect. When somebody disciplines a son, you'll be respectful. Same with God. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chasten us as seems best to them. But he for our profit. That we may be partakers of His holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. But painful nevertheless. Afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. To those who have been trained by it. Trained by it. Because our Father loved us. And He spent us. The pain was worth that it brought to David to the Lord verse 5 I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin here it is again if you remember God sent the prophet Nathan to do what to confirm that David was in sin David confesses him when he said I sin against who against the Lord Against God. The Lord immediately forgave him. And made him a king. To use him in his kingdom. Second point. The council, Verse 6 and 7. He says verse 6. For this cause everyone. Who is godly shall pray to you. To God. In a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters. They shall not come near him. So first of all, when he speaks about this flood, it's a time that is destroying me for not confessing my sin. It makes me apart, to be separated from God. It brings me to distress.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us on our social media platforms or give us a call at 800-634-9165. You'll also find us at SomebodyLovesYou.com and be sure to download our free app for convenient access to a variety of life-giving resources. Here's Raul now with more of The Joy of Forgiveness.
0: The power of prayer is
1: always the best when you are tempted
0: to sin against God. David again writing, he says, the Lord is near to all who call upon Him. All who call upon Him in truth, He is near." 1 Timothy 2, 1 says, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable. Notice again, in the sight of God our Savior. He sees everything. He hears everything. That we do and we say. When you repent, you enter into full relationship with God, full communion. The praying saint will be safe at a distance from the devil and from the world because he sees how God is higher than anybody else. That God has touched my life. In verse 7, he says, You are my hiding place, you shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance, Selah. See, the hiding places for those who are saved and walk by faith in Jesus Christ. Psalm 99 says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. By the way, in the Old Testament, when you read the book of Leviticus, and you begin to see in the book of Deuteronomy, that God set up 49 cities in the Old Testament. 49 cities. They were called the cities of refuge. That if you were in your backyard cutting wood and your axe slipped. And they went next door to your friend. And they fell on his head and you killed him. By not planning on it. But God gave the city of refuge where you could actually take yourself. And go to that city of refuge and be safe. And the family could not touch you. You would be able to live safe there. But. If you left that city of refuge, those that wanted to kill you now could kill you. You know who the city of refuge is? Is Jesus. In the old testament, it's a type. That as long as I am in the city of refuge in Christ, I am safe. This is why John the Beloved says, Apart from you I can do nothing. As long as I am in Christ Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I am safe. Nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Look at the third point, verse 8 through 11, the commission here. Verse 80 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Who's going to teach you? The Lord's going to teach you. How? Through the Bible, through the Word of God. I will guide you with my eye. Can you believe that? I will guide you with my eye. The Lord speaks to David here and gives him an answer of hope. Of hope and praying. Who was not only going in his own way when he sinned against God, but now he's back with God. And now God wants to lead him. And God wants to lead you. With his eye. God speaks again to David with the assurance to give to him of the joy of his salvation will be restored when he comes to repentance and he confesses his sin. This was David's prayer, Psalm 51, 12. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. You have no more joy when you sin against God. No joy, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And uphold me by your generous spirit. He says that he would instruct and teach him In the way that he should go. And let me say this. He does do that. When you repent. I will instruct you and teach you. In the way that you should go. God says that he will guide you with his eye. Which means. Man that's the greatest guidance I could ever have. You know why the problem. We get our eyes off Jesus. And we get ourselves in big trouble. John 14.6. Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way. His children are to walk in His ways according to God's word and be aware of His warnings to the Holy Spirit. In the manner that we should walk. Let me give you five things. Number one, walking in the light. First John 1.7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses me of all my sin. Secondly, walking in truth. 3 John 4, this was Chuck's favorite verse. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. And then thirdly, walking in Christ. Colossians 2.6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him. Notice, walk, walk. Fourthly, walking in the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16, I say then, Paul says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Those are the things that separate us from God. The desires of the flesh when we give in to the flesh. Fifthly, walking in love. He says and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us in offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. A sweet smelling aroma, which means God was pleased. Verse nine, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle else they will not come near you. Now we got to understand the wildness of an animal. We understand he has separated us not only from an animal, but we need to take counsel and advice to be ready to run where wisdom is pointing the way. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise the wisdom and instruction of God. We become like animals when we do things that we shouldn't be doing like the beast. The beast doesn't know what he's doing. We know what we're doing. It is deplorable that we often need to be severely chastened before we enter into obedience and holiness. You've got to remember that God loves us so much that he will do anything, anything to get you back to himself. Anything. He says in verse 10, My sorrows shall be to the wicked. But he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Those who sow to sin will reap sorrow and heaviness of sheaves. You will never be happy. Disappointment, terror are the sinner's heritage. Then forever sorrow, remorse, and despair until you repent. Faith is the opposite of wickedness, since it is the source of virtue. When you come to Jesus Christ by faith, these who possess it, faith, it is well atmosphere of grace, surrounded by the body, God of mercy and love of God. We, the ones that are not only have our confidence in Jesus Christ, we are going to reap to the benefits of God that he wants to give to each one of us individually. For example, number one, the benefit of the joy of Christ in our lives. Psalm five eleven says, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy because you'll defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Secondly, the benefit of joy of God's goodness. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. And then the benefit of blessedness, Psalm 40, verse 4. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Fourthly, the benefit of guidance, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge God. And he'll direct you. Fifthly, the benefit of God's usefulness. Psalm 73, 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God. That I may declare all your works. The works of God in my life. Fifthly and lastly, verse 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice your righteous. Shout for joy all you upright in heart. Now when he says be glad here, he speaks of the happiness. It's not only our privilege to have, but it's also our duty to be happy. To be happy with people, to be happy in the Lord. We serve a generous God. He makes what? He makes part not only for us to obey and to have joy in our lives. And he says, in the Lord, here is a directory by which gladness is preserved from what for levity that he gives to us. We are not finding comfort in sin, but we do find comfort in Jesus Christ.
1: Well, We pray that the reality of God's astounding, unconditional love will lift your spirit. If you have unconfessed sin in your life, we encourage you to go to the Lord in full confidence of his forgiveness. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review the message you've just heard, we can send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Call 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's lesson titled The Joy of Forgiveness. We'd also like to offer you Raul's scripture-rich booklet titled, Understanding God's Compassion. This four-chapter guide further illuminates the Lord's desire and ability to forgive your sins, heal your heart, provide for your needs, and walk with you through trials. No matter what's in your past, you'll see that God's mercy is greater than all of your guilt and regret. Don't wait to place your order. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you Roll's booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion at the low rate of just $5 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like, you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. As we continually look for ways to help you grow in your faith and spiritual understanding, your input is important to us. We also encourage you to connect with us here at Somebody Loves Your Radio to take advantage of all of our free Bible-based resources. Join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Straight Talk a Q&A program with timely guidance for walking in step with the Lord. Now, for more encouragement from God's Word, you can also download podcasts of all of these programs using iTunes or Spotify. And Raul's daily devotional emails will keep your mind and heart focused on the Lord as well. Simply sign up on our website. And don't hesitate to let us know how we can pray for you as well. Thanks so much for your partnership. It's because of your prayers and financial support that we're able to remain strong and on the air. Every contribution you make is tax-deductible. Well, it has been great to study the Word of God with you today. Next time, we'll continue with more in this series by exploring the life-changing impact of Jesus' absolute authority over all of our sickness and sin. You won't want to miss out on that. Now, here's Raul with a closing thought from today's teaching.
0: He's to be the garden of our soul's delight. And rejoice, your righteous, he says. God has clothed us with white garments... Of holiness, so shout as does who finds a great treasure. Lord, I praise you. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Oh, our happiness shall be demonstrated as we demonstrate. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart, for I am God. And then let me finish with this. A quote from Henry Ward Beecher. He says, God pardons like a mother who kisses the offense into everlasting forgiveness. God forgives like a mother who kisses the offense into everlasting forgiveness, which means she doesn't keep a record just like God doesn't keep a record. You're here. He will forgive you. You've blown it. I've blown it. We've all blown it. And what does God do? He forgave us. Why? Because he loves you and He cares for you. I am falling in
1: love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.